Welcome to The Dumb Intellects, a podcast about what you should know, but don't. We're your hosts, Marin, Sadie, and Morgan. Okay, welcome everyone to episode five of The Dumb Intellects. I'm just so proud of us for making it past a month. I feel like that's the point when we probably would have given up, so I'm glad that we we made it. How was everyone's week? Just trying to survive school and Seriously. work and everything. Everything, yeah. <laughs> Thankfully, we're almost to February. I feel like January is such an armpit month. I'm just ready to be out. I feel like February is my armpit month and that January has gone by in two snaps. I just like February because it's like it's kind of like Thursday where you're like waiting for March and then it's spring and then <laughs> like you can be happy again. You know what that I mean? is so accurate. February is Thursday. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Quick shout out to my friend Nicole. She is putting on a really cool um, outing activity for two weeks in February at Clad and Cloth. So if you are in the Provo area, there's going to be something called the Valentine's Museum. Great activity for yourself, for you and your girls, for you and your lover. Um, just something to do in the Valentine's season. Is it like an exhibition or is it something that you can go and like volunteer for? Um, you can volunteer for it. Contact us and then we'll get you in contact with Nicole. But also there are going to be fun exhibits, fun little museum exhibits. It's actually going to be so cool. Um, she's just so great with putting on activities and marketing. And this is just her specialty. So Cute. I'm really excited for it. That sounds like so much fun. That's super yeah, cool. Yeah, so come see it. Okay, what did you guys learn this week? Yeah, mine is not super exciting this week, but it's interesting. And if both of you already know this, I'm not going to feel dumb because it's okay. <laughs> so this week I learned that there's a gene and its name is OR26A in cilantro that makes it taste like dish soap to some people. <gasps> I have heard of this. My grandma yeah. has this. She says dish soap and like iron, like blood yeah, in like her mouth. Yeah, like metal. That was the other one. And so don't make fun of people if they don't like cilantro because it's a literal gene that makes it taste like dish soap and metal. Yeah, that's cool. Where'd you learn that? I don't remember, to be honest with you. I just remember hearing it and like writing it down on my computer and being like, oh, I'm using this. Like, what mm -hmm. a good fun fact. I'm like, Haha, I like it. <laughs> that's so awesome. I That's really cool. I feel like we've had a theme of well, maybe a couple. We've had a couple religious fun facts. So I am an art history minor. And right now I'm in an Italian Renaissance class. And so we're talking a lot about the Catholic Church. Because that's like pretty much the basis of the Italian Renaissance. And one of the huge things in Renaissance art is imagery of Mary and Jesus. And so we had this discussion about different levels of Catholic worship. From an outsider perspective, we look at Catholic worship and we're like, oh yeah, they worship pretty much everyone under the sun. But there are different levels of devotion in Catholicism. So different levels mm. of devotion you're allowed to show to different people. So Latria, these are in Italian, so <laughs> nice. Oh. My Italian <laughs> Just kidding. Um, Latria is worship that's reserved only for God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. It's worship as in like adoration. So you can worship them and they are the top tier level. And then after that is hyperdulia, which is reserved as veneration to the Virgin Mary. You cannot adore Mary in that sense. 
And then below that is Dulia, which is love and veneration reserved solely for saints. So, wow. yeah. I love that. Thanks for sharing. I thought it was really cool and I fun vocab words too. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's like so much better than my cilantro comment. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, cilantro. Some people like it. <laughs> some people don't. <laughs> we just said it better (laughs) (laughs) words are not my strong suit (laughs) okay morgan what what's your fun fact for this so i was having this discussion with i don't know who i don't know why but i do know what and it was the fact that there is an umpire on the field of football and i was floored i was like excuse me no there are referees Someone was explaining to me the difference between an umpire and a referee. There are seven different officials on the field at one time. I had no clue. I thought there was just one ref running around the whole time. Um, just sprinting up and down the <laughs> that field. <would> be exhausting. <laughs> that would be a very difficult job. <laughs> the referee is the head official and when there is a dispute between the seven officials, and they have to do like a replay or something. Um, the ref always has the final say. The ref or the umpire? Well, I read that it's the ref. Oh, so who's the umpire? The umpire is like right under him. Oh. So um, they actually stand opposite of each other on the field where the line of scrimmage is. So that yeah. imaginary line. Makes a um, lot of sense to me. Here's my question, though. I don't know this. Sadie, you might be able to give me another fun fact. Is the ref the one that we are always seeing on the screen who's like holding defense after further review. Yeah. <laughs> That's all I can think is, of. Is that the ref or does it matter? Is it just any official? I have no idea. Cool. I know that it's like an assigned one. Cause it's the same one every single time. Oh really? But I have no idea. Okay. Um, speaking of referees and officials, I'm going to send this off to our head official Sadie head official as in knows the most out of a group that doesn't know a lot (laughs) (laughs) that's funny that's funny right there i i put myself at a four for this one because i do not know a lot i know how to follow the game i know which team is running the ball to which end and i know points i said "Mm, soft seven i grew up with two brothers playing football for like 20, 20 years of their lives. And I had to learn because we're a football family, but I realized I never learned that much. So seven it is. I initially put a 10 partly because I married the football fan of all football fans. (laughs) And he's very like, positive and like complimentary to me when we're watching he's like yeah you know exactly what's going on like go you and then I realized without him I actually don't know very much so like false confidence (laughs) right and so I was like yeah 10 and then I'm like oh without husband like nine eight seven we're dropping slowly so I mean nine is still that's pretty good researching this and learning about it I have a newfound respect for football I would like to apologize to every every boy, especially in uh, in high school, that I thought was a, quote, dumb football player. Because looking at all of the positions and what everyone does and everything that could happen on the field, this is complex. And you all just 
you you talk about it for two seconds, break, and then you know what to do. So to start off, we're just going to give you a few like vocab words that way as we go into, you know, the positions and um, the flags and things like that. You kind of know what we're talking about if we use these vocab words. The first thing is downs. So that's kind of essentially when somebody says it's first down, it's second down. They're talking about the number of tries that that team on offense has had. So in football, you have four tries, so four downs to go 10 yards. Probably heard this if you watched football with anybody. You probably heard them say like, oh, it's third and six. And you're like, what the freak does that mean? <laughs> the first number, so the fourth, third, second, or first, is the number of downs that they're on. So basically, they've had two tries if it's second down. Sorry, they've had one try and they're on their second try. And then the second number is how far they have to go to meet that 10 yards. So if it's like third and nine, they have nine yards before they reach their goal. Hopefully that helps. The other thing, if you're watching football in real life, this is not going to be helpful to you. If you're watching football on TV, this will be extremely helpful. While you're watching TV, you're going to see a blue line and that's considered the line of scrimmage. That's where they have to start. The yellow line is considered the first down marker and that's basically the finish line, like where they have to get to. So they have to go from blue to yellow, essentially. There you go. Moving on to the positions. We're going to start with offense. I would like to give a shout out to my brother, uh, Bugsy, for helping me with the knowledge that I received today. Also, some online resources as well. So I'm going to try and give the give the what you gotta know about these because there are way more positions than I thought. So we've got quarterback, really the person that everybody knows. A couple of people that you probably know, Peyton Manning. Anyone with the last name of Manning, actually. <laughs> um, Aaron Rodgers. He's pretty big right now. Drew Brees, basically the guy everyone knows or wants to tackle. Quarterback can hand it off, throw it, or run. Can have some gnarly injuries. Quarterback is really important. Then we've got the running back. Um, this guy can do it all. Thrives on contact. Also, question mark, can throw the ball sometimes. Sadie, do you know anything about this? <laughs> he can. It, it's a little complex, but... Okay, then we're not going to get into it. Um, That's a little more of a deep dive that we don't want to take. <laughs> we are not ESPN over here, so we will not be going into that. Fullback. My brother said, not really a thing anymore, but just if you wanted to know, um, a fullback is super strong and blocks in the back. Next is wide receivers. These are the guys that catch the passes. Um, they run really far waiting for a throw from the quarterback, and they have really strong hand-eye coordination. Also, they wear those white gloves, and honestly, they're kind of hot. I was just about to say, I'm like, those white gloves, man. Yeah, I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know what it is about them. I don't know why, but I'm like, I'm a... It's like if, the I, if I would join tennis for the tennis skirts, I would expect a man to join football for the white gloves. Exactly. You know, it's like baseball pants. It's just something about it. Not to call my brothers out, but like they weren't even wide receivers and they wore the white gloves. Mm -hmm. Something about them. My brother was a kicker. Like he, he didn't even, he didn't even he put really, his hands on the ball. I'm sorry, Bugsy. He I'm really, really sorry. didn't I love need you. the white gloves. <laughs> it's the tennis skirt of football. It really is. Um, next, we've got a tight end. 
Um, he also runs really far, kind of splits out from the group like a wide receiver. I think my note says can be huge. Sadie, any comments? <laughs> Here's the problem. Huge is pretty vague. I know. Are we talking height? Are we talking weight? Are we talking... I'm talking offensive line huge. <laughs> so to clarify, <laughs> absolutely not at all. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> Moving on. If you're a tight end, are you huge? I don't know. Anyway. Let us know. <laughs> how do you feel about yourself? <laughs> yeah. How do you feel about yourself? Okay, next is offensive line, and there are five positions in the offensive line. The website I used did not really say exactly what each of them do, except protect the quarterback or running back. So we've got left tackle, left guard, center, right guard, and right tackle. So these guys are the biggest and strongest. They're either running and blocking for the, the person running with the ball or running to catch the ball. Or they are trying to block around the quarterback so that he has time to throw the ball. I think that's all for the offense. Let's go defense. Let's go defense. Okay, so for defense, I'm going to be visual because that's how I learn. And I'm, I hope that there are a few of you out there that learn that way too. So you're going to imagine that you are the quarterback, okay? The defense has three main lines or levels to it. The first level is two levels in front of you as a quarterback. So you have a line of guys in front of you, and that's level two. Then you have level one, which is a line in front of them. And the level one matches up with the O-line or the offensive line. Okay. In level one, you have two different types of linemen. Um, you have the tackles, which are on the inside. So they're like the two in the middle. And then you have the ends, which are on the outside. So you have ends and tackles. That's level one. They're the front line of defense. Then you have linebackers. This is level two. So these are the guys right in front of you as the quarterback. Um, and you have outside linebackers and inside linebackers. Pretty self-explanatory. Outsider on the outside, insider on the inside. So we have linemen, then linebackers. Then you have you as the quarterback. And then you have defensive backs. And there are two types of defensive backs. Essentially, there are cornerbacks. And these are the guys that are covering the receivers. They're outside of, they're like pushed outside. So they're not right next to you or the linemen or the linebackers. They're like further out. Main thing about a cornerback is they are covering the receivers. So the guys that take off running down the field, they're covering them. The other one, so you have, yeah, defensive backs, we have cornerbacks, and then we have safeties. And the safeties are behind the cornerbacks. So it's basically like the last line of defense. They protect for long balls. So if they do like a Hail Mary or just like mm -hmm. a super long ball, that's what, where they come in. Essentially, that's kind of the lineup. So you have two levels of people in front of you. And then you kind of have two levels of people behind you. And you have linemen first level, linebackers second level, and then defensive backs behind you at level three. That's cool. Um, I have special teams. So I would just like to do shout out to Dick Sporting Goods for sponsoring this information. <laughs> it was the first thing that popped up when I looked, uh, I just Googled special teams football and like Dick Sporting Goods had this whole explanation. And I'm like, well, if I can give anyone credit, it will be the people who are selling the football stuff to the general public. I hope they know what they're talking about. <laughs> Sadie, 
Correct me if I'm wrong, and I will send an email to Dick Sporting Goods. <laughs> so special teams refers to people on the team who are on the field during any sort of kicking play. This is your kickers, punters, long snappers, and any player involved in kick and return coverage. So these guys are really only on the field for like maybe 20% of the game. <laughs> yeah. Like they seriously don't play that much, but they're very specialized and their job is super important. Kickers and punters, people probably generally, I mean, kickers, self-explanatory. That's how the game starts. The kicker will kick it to the other side of the field or after a point it will reset and you'll kick it to the other end of the field. Kind of like in soccer where it will go back to the middle after everyone starts. In football, you kick it as far as you freaking can so the other team has to run farther. Punts are that I have most often on the fourth down after the offense fails to convert to a a first down. Right. So it's kind of like a last ditch effort. (laughs) They're just going to bring out a kicker and try and kick it as far away. So the other team has to run farther field goals. So this is different than extra points, which I didn't know a field goal attempt would be from anywhere on the field. They can try and kick it through the big U those are worth three points. Extra point attempts would be after these are all involved. The kickers that's like after a touchdown. So they bring out their kicker and they run in and hit it after a touchdown. I thought it was really interesting. The difference between people who kick for field goals and people who kick for extra points, because extra points, you don't have to kick nearly as far as a field goal attempt. Like you could do a field goal attempt from like 30 yards back and just cross your fingers and pray like those are really strong legs to be kicking that far. It's kind of mind blowing, but yeah, those are, that's some information about the special teams. Um, so we're going to go over a couple of the most common flags. The first one being false start, which is pretty much self-explanatory right before a play starts. If one of the people on the offensive line, after they've taken their set position, if they move, then that's a false start. And correct me if I'm wrong, but they just start. Oh oh no. Five yard penalty. That's what it is. False start. Five (laughs) yards. (laughs) That is what you would hear. (laughs) The funny thing about false start too, is I didn't learn this until I got married that sometimes the defensive player, if the offensive player like jolts forward for a false start, the defensive player will hit him on the head so that the ref sees that he's like offsides. Oh, that's And so they'll just kind of like hit each other on the head. If they're like, Oh, I've seen, I've seen that, but I've never realized that that was purposeful for that reason. Good, 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 good. That's super interesting. Um, the next one is holding. This is the most common penalty, which makes sense because I've seen, uh, football games many and it seems like, oh my gosh, of course, holding again, holding again. Um, and so this is just very basic attempting to block the opponent. But now that I say that out loud, it seems like, well, duh, you're always trying to block the opponent. Do you have anything to expand, (laughs) Sadie? Yikes. (laughs) Yeah. So one of the things about holding that I guess makes it holding, um, because obviously you're trying to block the other team like the whole time. You're trying to keep them from getting to the quarterback, essentially. But it's like... It's considered an illegal use of a hand or an arm to restrain another player. So if you're Mm -hmm. basically like pulling on the back of their jersey or like using your hand or arm to like 
stop them as they're moving past you then it's considered holding so if you're in front of them the whole time you have both arms on them and you guys are kind of like going back and forth that's totally fine but as soon as they like go to get around you and you use a hand or an arm to stop them then it's considered holding my penalty that i'm explaining next is pass interference so this is when a player makes illegal contact with another player trying to make a fair catch so holding pulling tripping putting hands in the face cutting in front of someone Basically, if that person is attempting to catch a pass and someone does anything unfair to interrupt that besides just catching the ball instead of that person, that would be a pass interference. As someone with little knowledge about football, I literally thought this was the entire idea of intercepting a pass. I thought the point was for them to take down the other person. Marin goes onto the football field and just tackles everybody. I, when I read that, I was like, this cannot be right. This must be false because I thought that was the idea. So that is huge for me that I, you, you cannot tackle the person who's making a fair attempt to catch the ball. So I guess there's also two different, like you can have an offensive pass interference or a defensive pass interference and they have different penalties. So if it's offensive, it would be a 10 yard penalty and a loss of a down so you have to go pretty much double the distance you had to go at the beginning and you have one less try in a defensive pass interference i think correct me if i'm wrong but i think the penalty is kind of dependent on the play is that right i think it's 15 yards oh hot dang okay yeah pass interference is huge um if you want to sound really smart i've started doing this and i'm gonna let out my secret to my husband if he's listening but (laughs) I heard him say like, oh, that's totally PI. And I guess PI is short for pass interference. And so now I'm like, wow, that's totally PI. And he like thinks I'm the coolest person ever. You like look over for approval. You're like, was that right? I'm like, yeah, look (laughs) at me. I feel like even if I just said, oh, that's totally pass interference. I feel like that would impress the the pants off of anyone. Mm -hmm. Yeah. PI or pass interference. Good grief. This next flag is my favorite um one because it's a recent change that i think is super necessary and i'm excited to hear your guys thoughts on it but the new flag is targeting the original intent of this was to protect the head and the brain and the skull of the football players because there were so many concussions and like head injuries happening right that they decided to like make this foul or make this flag i think it's a really cool change but anyways Targeting happens when there's forcible contact to the head or neck area to a defenseless player. Essentially, if you're blindsiding somebody and you hit them in the head or neck area, that's going to be considered targeting. And the crazy thing is the consequence for targeting is 15-yard penalty. And then that player who got called for targeting is ejected for the rest of the game. They literally have to leave. Okay, so I think the ejection... Might be a little steep, but I appreciate the fact that this is a thing now because there are some plays where you're just like, holy crap, that man is trying to kill this other man. I don't know. I feel like having a consequence of like, you will literally be removed from the game makes it so people are consciously trying to avoid doing that because other things where it's like, oh yeah, okay, whatever, 15 yards, it's like maybe unconsciously you might do it and be like oh oops my bad but if you have if you have to leave you're gonna be thinking about where you're where you're putting your body parts 
So Absolutely. That's crazy. Well, and the, with the ejection, it's either, so if you get targeting called on you in the first half, you leave for the rest of the game, right? It's like you're ejected for the rest of the game. If you get targeting called on you in the second half, you have to leave that game and you can't play the first half of the next game. <gasps> wow. Okay, that's crazy. Wow, wow, wow. Yeah. So it's like, it's a crazy penalty, but I, I mean, I agree with both of you. It's in some instances where like the targeting wasn't intentional, I feel bad for the guy because mm-hmm. I'm like, dang, you're getting ejected for like an accidental hit that is super subjective to what the ref sees. But at the same time, it's super important because it's like, if it's not a big consequence, they're not going to care about it. Something, I guess, a flag that's sort of similar to targeting is unnecessary roughness. The thing about unnecessary roughness, it is, in my opinion, the most subjective. I also think it's like kind of an ironic foul if you think about it, because it's like football is so rough that it's like, oh, that was unnecessary, but that one was totally necessary. Anyways, so unnecessary roughness often happens after the play. And this is where it makes sense to me is it's like when things happen either, I don't know, my husband said not a football move happens after the play. So it's like punching somebody. Would that be like anything that's like unsportsmanlike conduct type exactly. of deal? Yeah. Okay. Exactly. So it's like punching somebody. It's like stepping on somebody, um, kicking them. somebody, shoving them out like uh, after the play. Starting a fight um late hits out of bounds that's what my husband said is the most common is like basically the guy's already out of bounds and somebody comes and like tackles him or shoves him yeah exactly roughing the passer is like it's a separate penalty but it kind of falls in the same category consequence is 15 yards so there are some biggies here is that as big as a penalty would get is 15 yards or is it possible that someone could get there that something could get bigger than that I asked my husband this because I was super curious and he said that like it's very rare like there are a few different flags that can cause more but like in any football game you'll watch probably ever it'll be 15 yards as max okay cool Um, interesting um the last one we're going to talk about is offsides and offsides is when a player on the defense crosses the line of scrimmage before the ball snaps and that is just a simple five yards, but it can happen over and over again. So it could, could get up to 15 yards penalty. How many flags? I mean, we covered six. How many other flags are there? Are there like hundreds that people know off the top of their minds? You know, I don't have a specific number, but there are a ton. And I feel like every time I watch a football game, there's like a new flag. And I'm like, okay, what the freak was that? I just learned what targeting was. Like, <laughs> let me just, I, I can't even follow. Right. Let me just sit in my knowledge for a minute. Well, please. I was just thinking, I'm like going through these six flags. I'm like, that's a lot of stuff that can go wrong. And then I'm like, football fans or football players, that is another just filing cabinet of information yeah. they have in their brain that yeah. I cannot I cannot comprehend how they have it. Yeah. It's cool. It is it is really cool. So there are a couple different ways you can score in football. And the classic one that everybody knows, which is why it was the one that I took dibs on, <laughs> is touchdown. Uh, it's six points. So it's the biggest scorer of the game. A couple interesting things about touchdown that I didn't know. Just the ball has to pass. So it's like the golden ticket to get the touchdown. And in the NFL you have to have two feet in the end zone for it to count. Oh, wait, hold on. Wait, that doesn't make sense. Wait a second. That contradicts itself. So if you were diving and you put your hands across the end zone and you had the football, is that acceptable? 
Right. So, so essentially if you're holding the ball, if you're running with the ball and the ball passes, but you don't, that's okay. But if you're catching the ball out of the air, both your feet have to be on the ground. Gotcha. So if you were running and the ball got passed and then someone tackled you before your feet could pass the line, you would still be okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. As long as you're, it's holding versus catching. Gotcha. Okay. (laughs) The amount of knowledge that Sadie contains is just blowing my mind. Mind boggling. (laughs) No, no, no. You guys are sweet to me. So the next way to score is a field goal and a field goal is worth three points. Marin kind of touched on it earlier. Basically, if you get, if you try for third down and you don't get a first down, this is most often when people go for a field goal because going for a fourth down is super risky because then if you don't get the fourth down, the other team gets the ball from wherever you are. So often people decide take the three points versus zero points and kick a field goal. I learned this. I thought this was super fascinating. They're often around 40 yards or closer. So that's like a guaranteed. So if your kicker comes out and it's 40 yards or closer, he should make it. If it's 40 to like 49 yards, it's harder, but still like three out of four times they'll make it. But if it's 50 yards further, it's like really impressive. You are praying to whatever God you believe in that you're going to make it. (laughs) Right. Exactly. Do not not bet on it. Right. And that's when like, it's one of those like boys jumping up and down in front of the TV moments. um, If they make it that far out, because it's just like not expected, you know? So that's a field goal. There's also what they call a safety. And a safety is essentially when the offensive team gets tackled in their own end zone. Oh, cool. So if there's like one team is about to make a touchdown, there's a turnover and the other team has to run it pretty much across the whole field and they just tackle them into the end zone. That's what it is. Exactly. Yeah. But yeah, so that's a safety. um, Pretty straightforward. Two points. And then the last thing is the difference between going for a two point conversion versus the extra point. So... When a team scores a touchdown, they have the option to kick an extra point field field goal, or they can try to get the two-point conversion, which is when they make a play and run or pass the ball into the end zone. If you go for the two-point conversion and get it, you get two points. Um, so then the touchdown plus that would equal eight instead of seven. So sorry. Um, <laughs> But then just uh, going for the extra point, um, bringing the kicker and special teams out on the field would be one point. So I feel like arguably the most confusing thing about football is the time because it seems like it means absolutely nothing, but we're going to talk about it anyway. (laughs) Each quarter, theoretically, is 15 minutes. Yeah. So seriously, your football game should be an hour long (laughs) in theory. That's the funny thing, because when I was looking up the average game time and what you should expect when when your loved one puts on a game or starts a game, the average game does not last just 60 minutes like it should. It lasts between three hours and 12 minutes and three hours and 24 minutes. Most people do not nap that long. Triple the time? I know. Well, how, did, how did we get to the point where we're like, this is acceptable. Exactly. <laughs> we're, we're okay like, with this. This is a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> and how many, uh, how many timeouts? So each team has three timeouts per half. And supposedly, I don't agree with this, but this is what the rules say. That the timeouts last for two minutes. 
but I promise you I have been watching commercials for more than two minutes during that a timeout. so facts. And I swear that some teams have gotten up to the point where they're like, mm-hmm, yep, they are on their fifth timeout of this half. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, this is un- unruly. <laughs> I mean, still, that's... These so teams that you, are that feral. Get, wait, they only get two? Three timeouts per oh, half. Three. So you could you could have you will have six timeouts. Yeah. Per half. Equaling to twelve minutes of commercial break. Well this which makes that sense. seems so false. Right? That seems so fake. <laughs> Wait a hot little minute. Okay, so go sixty plus twelve plus twelve. Yeah, okay. On average, twenty five percent of NFL broadcast is commercials. That's a lot of money. Yeah. 15 to 25 commercials per quarter, adding up to as many as 100 plus commercials in a football game. Literally cut off each of my toes individually. Oh my <laughs> gosh. That is adds up to somehow less than 12 minutes. I have no idea. That is so false. Like Little League football. And I know, right they, ha- I know they have like commercial timeouts. Which are in addition to the team Which timeouts. Which is ridiculous. Can I just say, like, everybody, everybody stop the game. We got a commercial. <laughs> Doritos is on. Like, okay, what what, what are the players supposed to do? Like, um, stand there? Product placement. They hand every player a Doritos bag and like, eat this. <laughs> like, especially, especially some of the games this last week, it was like four degrees. And they're oh. just supposed to be like, uh, okay, yeah, we can stop for another commercial. No, no one's happy about this. That is crazy crazy except for toyota and bud light golly anyway so we're gonna talk about turnovers now i don't know the definition of turnover but i think it means when the ball goes from one person or one team to the other a delicious stuffed pastry is the first thing i thought of (laughs) so man both of those are correct (laughs) pick your definition i choose that one I vote that next time we're all watching football, either individually or together, that we make turnovers. And every time there's a turnover, <gasps> we go offer the turnovers to the tur- turnover morning people. I love that people. idea. I love that idea. Yeah. So you, we have boys over there that are crying because there was just an interception and we're like, turnover. <gasps> I love that idea. We will be hosting a turnover party on, at the Super Bowl. We will be baking 2,000 turnovers. <laughs> 2,000. Just kidding. I don't even know how many there are during a game. Oh my gosh. We hope to use them all. Yeah. That is so... Well, okay. Let's say we have 20 people over. Yeah. Could be reasonable. Could be reasonable. Oh my gosh. That's so funny. Yeah. Anyway. Oh. Okay. Um, The actual definition of an interception is when the quarterback throws a pass and the opposing team catches it before it hits the ground. My personal favorite example of an interception, a a very big interception, um, is when uh, it's called a pick six. Um, And I thought I was tough stuff when I learned this one. Um, And then every time someone caught a ball, I would ask my brother, is that a pick six? (laughs) And he would just shake his head and say, no, Morgan. But that's when um, the opposing team catches the ball and runs it back for a touchdown so i don't know what the pick means like they picked off the ball yes exactly oh good and then ran it for six points another type of turnover wow now whenever i see turnover i think of the dessert i really want fluffy pastry i know crumbly crispy 
fruity fruity sometimes yeah, warm Maybe chocolatey i don't know <laughs> i'm freaking hungry now Gosh, dang it Marin. so another type of turnover is called a fumble wow i feel like we should <laughs> open a bakery yeah <gasps> called turnover something I think fumble yeah. could sound. right and we could make like football themed turnovers oh my, oh my absolute heck you could shape a turnover like a football yeah <gasps> and we could also sell things called tubers <laughs> <laughs> we're bringing the tuber back that's so cute wow okay we're gonna do We'd it love it anyways so a fumble which is gonna be a really yummy turnover one day mm-hmm. um but in football it is not a very yummy turnover um because very bad it is very bad it's when the person carrying the ball either drops the ball or the ball gets knocked out of their hands before they're tackled and the other team can either jump on it as it's on the ground and recover it so mm. then they have it and they get to play offense or they can pick it up if it's rolling on the ground and run and hope for a touchdown and pray yeah and pray so that's the riskier one often you'll just see the other team like the ball will pop out and then you'll just see the other team jump on it and then everybody jumps on them and it's like a dog pile but yeah that's a turn that's a not a turnover that's a fumble (laughs) this is one of the other moments my personal favorite moments when the boys jump up and scream because it's either they're excited that their team got it or they're like get the ball back before (laughs) the other team gets it and so everyone's just yelling yeah Mm-hmm. And you're throwing the turnovers. <laughs> you're throwing turnovers left and right to people. You don't like, know what's going on. Shut up and eat. <laughs> people are getting apple to the face, Nutella in the butt. <laughs> oh my god. <clears throat> are we hungry? Or are we stupid? I just don't know. Honestly, I don't know. I really want to watch the Super Bowl with you guys now. <laughs> Let's throw a party. <laughs> Let's throw a fat party. Anyways. Anyway. So the most basic turnover is when someone, when one team uses up all their downs, uses up all their tries, and can't get past that finish line that Sadie was talking about. So a team goes through all four, they don't make it pass, and then it flips. So the other team automatically gets the ball. And that was the only one that I knew about. So, uh, yeah, I'm pretty proud of that. If I, hey, one for three. If That's I do bad. say so myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah nice (laughs) um yeah well wow this wild if that wasn't clear for you i'm sorry good good luck (laughs) i feel pretty confident that i could go watch a game now and i could say oh fumble yeah i'm actually i'm like genuinely excited for the super bowl and not just for the commercials which is what i'm always excited for but because i feel like i'm going to be able to watch and understand what's going on which i've never been able to do before absolutely exactly yeah. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. Be sure to give us a follow on our Instagram. Leave us a review if you can. And DM us if you have any great ideas. We, we're always looking for We would love to talk about them. See ya.